Welcome in right now. It is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Masters. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni and Joe. Oh my God, it's finally here. I think we're on the verge of the biggest cash market we've ever seen. Absolutely. It is finally here. The most electric week in golf of the year. The most electric week in terms of putting some dollars down of the week. Um, here for the Jock Market Power Hour, we got 45 minutes until IPO close. Uh, things are going to get wild tonight, buddy. Things are going to get wild for a lot of reasons. So uh, not only have we been authorized to give away even more cash, so we're going to give away $500 to the Jock Market tonight. $500. That's, uh, I yeah. did not say that wrong. That's not a verbal typo. Uh, $500. All you have to do to enter is comment with your Jock Market username in the chat. That's it. That is all. That is one way to get entered. Also, Joe, the good guys over at Jock Market said, you know what? How about we just give away an extra, I don't know, call it three grand. So yeah. here's what they've got going on. Uh, this is for live trading. They're going to give away $250 for the live trade with the best ROI. And if you're not very good at this, they're also going to give away $250 uh, for the live trade with the worst ROI. So both ends of it, brother. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, they are just feeding back money into the markets. This is the uh, most fun and I think customer supported uh, fantasy game that there is. And we're looking forward to the masters like of anything. This is going to be great. We've had a couple of masters where we've had jock markets, but I think tonight we surpassed some all times highs in terms of volume. And you see there's some clear incentive to to keep it up and continue the trading while this event kicks off live. Yeah, so then what they're going to do is they're going to have $2,500 more to give away in raffle. So here's the fine print. Uh, the trades must happen during live trading, and they must be for more than $25 to qualify. You can only win one of these, and for every qualifying live trade that you make, you get entered into that raffle, and then the money starts coming your way, Joe. So again, you mentioned it. There's kind of some, some innovation aspects here. There's some fun to it. This is just creating the guys over at jock market like let's just pump some more money into this yeah providing incentive to already one of the features that make this the coolest platform to to put your money down in fantasy sports because when the event kicks off no other game can you continue to to buy and sell trades you can short players you can dump shares you can add more and this is just providing even more incentive uh to do so as they're giving away 250 bucks 10 separate times throughout the week uh Big sort of push here from Jock Market. We're excited that they were willing to do that. And we're going to give away some money in the chat tonight. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we are. And um, additionally, if you haven't deposited yet, the code you're looking for, it's power. There's a link in the description up to a $50 deposit bonus. WW already on top of this, Joe, says there are 393 shares available right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. That seems like the most shares we've seen at this point. That's a lot. Yeah. I think when we had maybe some of the really smaller contests, like the hero, and we had like 20 players, it may have been different. But a typical week, just to give you a little reference, is right around 240 to 270 shares per player. Um, so they obviously bumped it up, anticipating a big market, anticipating more people excited to play. Uh, if this is your first time here, make sure to use the promo code that you see there below. You'll get a $50 deposit bonus. Um, and let's get these dollars in the market, baby. Yeah, let's get these dollars in the market. If you've just stumbled in here off of Twitter or off of YouTube and you have no idea what's going on, this is the jock market. It is stock market DFS for athletes. And I'll actually, uh, Joe, just share 
the results from last year. Okay, so this is all available yeah. on, on, on rickrungood.com. It's, it's my website. All this data is, is free over there. Hideki Matsuyama last year on Wednesday night sold for $6.05 a share. With his victory, he paid out $25 a share, 313% ROI. But Rick, if I just bet him in the outright market, I would have made more than that. Sure. However, what if you bet Xander Shoffley in the outright market, Joe? You would have got $0 in return, but in the cash market, in the jock market, you made nearly $10 a share because third place paid out 18 bucks a share. Yeah, that's exactly right. You illustrated it perfectly what makes the difference in this. Um, a couple of guys there on the higher end, Rom and Spieth, I think it was, going for us. Over $10 IPO, none of them finished in the top three last year, yet they each still were able to return you a solid profit on your investment in terms of ROI. So plenty of different ways to play this. You see guys sprinkled pretty much throughout the IPO board there uh, with big spikes in profit. And there's a ton of different ways and strategies that we'll get into a little bit later uh, to take down the stretch here. That's right. You can buy one share of one golfer, 10 shares of 10 golfers. If you're Andy Smith in the chat, you might buy 105 different golfers. You can't do that this weekend. <laughs> Only 91 golfers in the field, my friend. So you can really play this with a small bankroll, a medium bankroll, or a large bankroll. And Joe, we're going to get into... Uh, our bullish or bearish segment, but I know there's a lot of new people here. I know they're they're looking like, what do I want to be involved in? What's going on here? So why don't we continue to illustrate this? Um, here is every golfer in the field this week since January 1st. And if you can sort this by average profit, look at Shane Lowry on top of the board here. He's played in three markets. His average IPO was $6.87. His average payout, $12.67. That is an 82% ROI for Shane Lowry. Zero wins in that time frame, bud. Exactly. And we saw this last year where I think the best player over all the four major championships when I did the data at the end of the year was Louis Oosthuizen. Zero wins in any of those majors, but was able to return you the most profit because of consistent, strong, good finishes and a fair IPO price. So that's really what you're looking for. Find a guy for a fair value price that you are willing to pay for them. Hope that they can sort of finish better than than the break-even point that you're paying um, and return you a little bit of profit. Obviously, Cam Smith and Scheffler in there with the two big victories, but certainly interesting data to see Shane Lowry sit at the top. Yeah, so what I did is I just changed the banner at the bottom so you can kind of start to see what the payouts are uh, for this week. And it's actually the curve's going to be a little bit different towards the bottom, but they're guaranteed payouts. So that way, you know, if you're buying a golfer at $5 a share, you know what their potential upside is, Joe, when you start to look at the payouts. And that's what you're referring to when you say fair value. You're saying, hey, do I think that golfer X can finish 12th or better? If so... I'm willing to pay this price. 100%. Yeah. Every time that that price ticks up, you can associate it with a break-even position. Um, so, for instance, if that's 32nd place, it basically think of it as a sliding spectrum. 31st or better is going to return you a little bit more profit each position that they finish higher up on the board and reverse the same way down. Every Each finish finishing position that they go a little bit lower than that will be a little bit of less capped at $1 is the dead minimum that you will get back per share for every player in the field, no matter where they finish. Uh, Jet blue amigo has an honest question. He says, how much can I reasonably expect to get down? Joe, uh, we've been doing this for two years. There are guys who are going to have thousands of dollars in this cash market tonight, aren't there? 
100%. I may be one of them. Um, but we have guys here that are much bigger players than I am that started out very little. A couple of guys that I see over here in the chat, Austin and Mike and WW, who have crossed $1 million in total trading on the jock market in just a little bit over a year. So it's easy, I think, in terms of if you think of this smart, if you think of this strategically, to continue to build a little bit of a bankroll every week. You can start with that 50 bucks. We're going to give you another 50 There's 100 and just try to chip away with this thing, similar to like you would do an investment portfolio or or a stock portfolio. Yeah, so there are going to be guys with uh, you know a, a thousand a thousands of dollars in the market tonight. There's going to be guys with twelve dollars and fifteen dollars, yeah. and they're all going to be on a level playing field because uh, they can buy different numbers of shares. Uh, all right, Joe, let's jump into this because we've got about oh I don't know thirty minutes or so until this IPO is going to close. Right, a few minutes before nine p.m. Eastern time is when. The IPO is going to close. So right now we're bidding on shares of golfers. And if you are the high bidder, when we get to IPO closing, those shares are going to be allocated to you. But let's enter our bullish or bearish segment. This is where we get to pick four golfers that we want to take a stand on based on their fair value. If we want to cover some more, throw them in the chat. Get your username Please. in there. Get your golfer in there. Let's see what happens. Let's start with Justin Thomas here, Joe. $7.59 a share. That's the fair value price we're putting on JT tonight. That's asking him to finish 19th or better in the Masters. Bullish or bearish on Justin Thomas? Bullish. I think he's going to play great. I was anticipating him being probably one of the most popular players coming into this week. As the week's gone on, everything that I look at statistically would lead me to believe that he's set up to play very nicely again. One thing that I noted um, last year, I think he finished fifth, um, and, and he made a comment after the round, and someone asked him, and I thought it was very honest, and he said, um, I'm such an aggressive player normally, but for some reason when I get here, I tend to play too conservatively. Then I listened to a comment that his new caddy Bones made about Phil Mickelson. And somebody asked Bones uh, a while ago when he was on Phil's bag after a poor performance at the Masters. And he said, do you think if if Phil played less aggressively, um, he, he'd be better off at the Masters? And he said, no, I think if other players played more aggressively here, they'd have just as many wins as Phil. So I think this place... While you have to take some conservative target lines, I think it really rewards an aggressive player who's going to go for it and win. I think that addition to the bag coupled with the form, I'm going to be bullish on Justin Thomas. As am I. Justin Thomas has uh, returned you a profit in 8 of 10 cash markets. You can see he went through this bad stretch kind of last year, starting at the Masters and leading all the way up to WGC FedEx St. Jude. But my goodness, he's been on a roll since then. That's a lot of green and... I see zero wins in that category. That's kind of the, the the magic of what we've got going on here in the jock market. You just need to outperform your expectation, something that Justin Thomas has continued to do regularly. We made it 12 minutes and 15 seconds, Joe, before we have to talk about Tiger Woods because it's time. All right. It's Let's, time. Let's do it. It's time. We've spent all week talking about outrights and ways to bet Tiger Woods in props and, and DFS. Like now it's different. Now it's completely different. And I don't know if our fair value is factoring in the tiger effect, Joe, but the technical fair value tonight for Tiger Woods is $3 and 55 cents a share. I'll take the over. Um, that would be 46th or better for the big cat. Are you a buyer? And if so, what price are you willing to go up to? 
Okay, so yes, at that price, I think I'd be a buyer. I think a lot of people are going to be a buyer. I'm willing to like get close to five bucks, Rick, which would be like 33rd, which would basically be in the top half of guys that make the cut. I think given his popularity, that's realistically around where he's going to finish. You know, I've been of the belief all along that he's sort of been um, slow playing us a little bit in terms of his physical ability. I think that he's ready. I think that his body is is going to perform adequately this week and i think that he has the experience and knowledge around this course that is going to present him a massive advantage over everyone else in the field i think he's ready to go rick what about you i'm quite bullish although i imagine i'm going to be more bearish than whatever we end on tonight uh i, I just think that um Listen, we there's Tiger's been in two cash markets in his life, the 2020 Zozo and the 2020 Masters, right? Jock market is that wow. new and Tiger has not played in 17 months. That two cash markets is all we've ever seen him in. I think the people are like, oh my God, I can, I can get shares of Tiger tonight. I can invest in Tiger Woods. I'm in. So I imagine... I'm not going to be able to afford him. Although I do think there is something interesting because we've been talking about the kind of the likely scenario over the course of the week, Joe. I think Tiger is an awesome live trading opportunity. Hmm. Uh, I am now, I think he makes the cut. I worry about how he finishes on the weekend. Maybe it's your opportunity to get out. That's, that's different in this format because it, the trading is always live. Right. And the, and the longer and the more holes that he plays, obviously, the more toll on his body and the things like that you got to worry about. So you're of the mindset uh, if you have Tiger and say he's in like the top 25 after the first two days, maybe a good time to sell some of those shares. A little fatigue sets in on the weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to get a little bit more difficult when you start yeah. playing multiple competitive rounds in a row. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's kind of the vision that I see for uh, the old big cat as we get into hopefully the weekend. Hope I hope I hope we see this come to fruition uh, and he's playing the weekend. And we find out what happens uh, next up. Corey Connors, uh, $5.63, Joe, 30th place or better. Are you bullish or bearish on Corey Connors? Um, I'll take a bearish stance here. 30th or better seems a little higher than the price that I would want to pay for him. Um, I know that the form has been pretty good. Was was a slight disappointment there at Valero coming off a great performance at the match play. Maybe a little fatigue. Just don't think he's a great putter. And besides the match play and a little spike there at the API, we haven't seen the ball striking numbers quite what they were leading into the Masters the previous time that he played, which I think was much more positive. You see there, it looks like four or five consecutive events there where he lost you yeah. based on the IPO, lost you a little bit of ROI. So not the greatest form for Corey Connors, maybe not as bad as it seems, but to finish top 30 this week, I'm going to say bearish. Yeah, that's a little bit concerning. I mean, obviously he played much better at the match play and that was not a cash market eligible uh, event, but this is a little bit concerning, isn't it? That he's just mm -hmm. been... This says to me something that I think we are already seeing for this week is that public sentiment is much higher on Corey Connors than maybe what reality is. And I know he's got a couple of top tens, but um, this is where things don't usually align in the jock market for me. I want guys where I'm more excited. I'm more bullish than the rest of the industry. I don't think I'm going to get there on Corey Connors. So I got to take a bear side. I think it's fair. We're going to go one more golfer. Uh, then I'm going to give away our first $100 tonight. Oh my, a hundred bucks in the jock market. All you have to do is make sure your jock market username is in the chat right now. That's it. 
Get it in right now because I'm about to give it away right after we talk about Bubba Watson, twice a Masters champion. Fair value this evening, $4.22 a share. 40th or better for the lefty, Joe, bullish or bearish? Uh, bearish for me. Just not in on Bubba. I wanted to be, and I thought uh, when we talked early in the season, I thought that we could see a little bit of a resurgence from him. Haven't seen much since over there. I believe it was in Dubai when he finished runner-up runner up to HV3 um, over there on the European Tour circuit. But, yeah, haven't seen enough from Bubba to really get beside behind him uh, as a bull position. What about you? I'll, I'll take the bull side of this. I um. Okay. You know, there's there's kind of two parts of my brain on this one. I, I think Bubba's been playing okay-ish recently. I think that there's there's breadcrumbs. I think there's breadcrumbs for him getting kind of back to a better version of himself. And now being in the 10-year anniversary, I think Bubba, I don't know, man. He's kind of a sentimental guy, runs on emotion. This might be kind of a, a decent spot to roll him out. And if this does play kind of as long as I think it's going to, Augusta National I'm referring to, give me, give me Bubba the bomber. I, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not like super excited. I'm not sprinting there to, to get as many shares of Bubba Watson as possible. But like, I think we could do a little bit worse. You know, it finishes 27th. He makes us some cash. Yeah. Love it, man. All right. Here we cash go. for the first time ever. We are giving away. A th- uh, I almost said a thousand. It's just a hundred, but that's still a lot. A hundred dollars in jock bucks. You can take this money. You can go into the jock market. You can buy shares of anybody you want. Not tonight though. Cause it's going to take us like a couple of business days to get you the money. Uh, I ran the random draw. The winner is. Gweezus. Gweezus, congratulations. 100 bucks coming your way. If you want to be like Gweezus, you can. There is still $400 that I am going to give away tonight. So make sure your drug market username is in the chat. We'll get you all taken care of. But Joe, I think it's about time to unveil the big board. Now, for those who are new, the big board is the actual live trading numbers. We have a dashboard tapped directly into the jock market so that we can keep track of everything that's going on. Before I reveal that, uh, John Rahm has been the undisputed king of the jock market for a year. Do you think that changes tonight? Or do you think Rahm remains on the throne? That's a good question. Did somebody get him at the last event that he played in? Was it the players that we finally saw someone get him? I know it's been close. He's obviously not the the official world number one player in the world anymore. Um, I would be a little bit surprised to see Scotty Scheffler just go for a higher IPO price. In. I'm going to say yes. I still think that he is the predominant favorite on the majority of odds boards this week. But guys, it feels like guys have been catching up and closing the gap for about the last two months, right? I'm trying to scroll through and see if it was uh, someone did. Cl- OK, it was the players. He got clipped by Colin Morikawa, uh, hmm. who was nine dollars. Here it is. I'll show it to you. Nine dollars and twenty five cents was Morikawa uh, missed the cut. That was the bad draw. Rom uh, made the cut, but did not play particularly well. Nine dollars and 15 cents. So Morikawa has knocked him off recently. But that's like the first time in that I can remember. 
Yeah, the it, that was a bloodbath at the top there with that crazy weather draw really threw a, quite a wrinkle in that event. But yeah, um, like you said, guys have been closing the gap. He finally got passed up uh, two months ago. It seemingly was John Rahm and then everybody else on the jock market boards. But, uh, you know, not a, it's hard to return you a lot of investment uh, at $10 an IPO. So we'll see how close he gets to that mark tonight. Well, as of right now, I think you'll be quite, well, I guess you'll be quite sad joe because it's brooks kepka that might be a guy you want might maybe a little further down the board this early in the cash market thinking that you might be able to get some shares of old brooksy five dollars and 86 cents per share at the moment brooks kepka uh seemingly rounding into form joe and the users on the jock market have certainly taken notice they know the deal. It's major season. It's big game season. Uh, and nobody top tens majors over the last six years at a rate quite like Brooks Kepka. I believe he's like 70%. There's only one other player that's above 50 with enough rounds played. And I think Colin is Colin is close there, but we don't have enough data to quite bear that out. Last season, injured at the Masters. Could barely even stand. Didn't play the six weeks prior. Didn't play the five weeks after. So I'm willing to write that off and look at the other three major championships that he played. Second fourth sixth that's brooks kepka at majors he was close to closing the door in a couple of those he played the masters really well back in the year that uh tiger won if he didn't dunk one in the water on 12 may have had that one as well i've seen enough from the form to be encouraged and this is the type of place i'm happy to back brooks uh because i do feel like at a major championship his ability to top 10 is something that has to be recognized and should be accounted for. And I'm willing to put some dollars behind it. We have not seen Brooks Kepka eclipse $8 a share since last year's open championship, Joe. So, I mean, we're what a couple months out from a full year. Does he crack through that $8 mark tonight? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Jordan Spieth next up. No surprise there. $4 and 95 cents. And very, very early. You can see so many guys still at a dollar. That's going to change. We've, we've seen over uh, the years. Uh, this is very much a, a, a late comers game, Joe, the people swoop in, in the final few moments and the guys that had their proxy bids in early. Uh, it, it just turns into a battle for these shares, but Jordan Spieth at $4 and 95 cents. Spieth, believe it or not, Struggling with the putter, something that we don't often say, Joe, and he's trying to rekindle that magic around Augusta National, currently $4.95 a share. What say you on Jordan Speed? I like him this week. Just a place that he's got magic and he's got touch and he's got the ability to pull the rabbit out of a hat on so many situations on and around the green, which we know how important it is. For me, with Spieth and the putting thing, I, he actually struck it really well last week at the Valero, which shocked the hell out of me, um, and putted terribly. He's a, he's he's considered like a great putter, but he's more of a streaky putter to me. He's a feel guy, where if he seems to have that feel for the week, he'll step there, he'll have the confidence, it feels like he'll make everything. Um, if it's not there... He's going to miss some three and four footers and it's going to look shaky. He always seems to have that this week. And I know, um, you know, some of these guys that are really honed in on being field putters, it can fluctuate week to week. I expect that part of his game to bounce it back. He's gotten a little bit longer as well off the tee set. We know the, the course history here and how predictive it can be. I like his chances this week. What do you think? 
Oh boy. Um, I was hoping you weren't going to put me on the spot for uh, Jordan Spieth. I, I think I'm, I think I'm quite bullish. You know, we we've seen over the years, it's not the putter that carries him. Yeah. Bear with me here. It's the iron play that drives his good results. And he has gained strokes on approach in six straight. And if all I'm asking, I'm not asking speech to like get better in four different areas. I'm saying putt well at Augusta national that like, that's all I'm asking him to do. I think that's pretty likely. So I think yeah. I've got to be pretty bullish on Jordan speed. Uh, let's go back to, the big board here because we are seeing some changes. Matt Fitzpatrick just jumped up in between Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth. So now Fitzpatrick is $5 and 25 cents a share. Joe, he's been a top 10 machine for a year. We've got some potential weather and wind rolling in. Maybe that helps Fitzpatrick. How do you stand on him? It, typically not my brand and not a guy that I normally ever have in my portfolio. Although giving those results, I have clearly been missing out on this little run that he's on right now. Um, I haven't looked too much into him this week. I'm just never really a guy that's going to back him. I worry about his distance off the tee on a freshly lengthened and potentially soft Augusta national. Um, but yeah, he's played well here. He played well as an amateur here. He's got a ton of experience and he's in really good form. A lot of reasons to like him. Uh, we'll see where that price point gets. So where do you think he finishes around tonight? I don't know how much higher he could reasonably go another dollar. Maybe. I mean, there's just so many guys. He's the 14th pre-ranked golfer. So if you're looking at the pre-ranks, that's what breaks ties in the jock market. So in golf, you know, you get a lot of ties. The guy with the pre higher pre-rank or the better pre-rank, uh, is certainly more valuable. Tonight's number one golfer is John Rahm. Um, uh, I, I, maybe another dollar, Joe, six twenty-five, six fifty. If someone was really excited about him, I just don't, I, I think we're seeing the sprint on Fitzpatrick right now, and then he'll kind of settle down and everybody else will get their shares over the course of the next 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 650 right now is an exact break-even point of 20th. I think that's probably about right. All right, let me give away more money uh, because this time yeah. is flying here. So I'm going to give away another $100 to the jock market. 100 And it goes to Hosehead. Hosehead, congratulations. You're on the board. 100 bucks coming your way. If you want to be like Hosehead, and who doesn't, make sure you've got your jock market username in the chat right now. If you have not deposited, let me pull up the banner. The code, POWER, up to a $50 deposit bonus. We are giving away lots of cash tonight, and obviously the raffles and the live trading bonuses and everything else that is going on this week. It is going to be absolutely Massive. Uh, Joe, let me flip around the big board here and show you the top 10 golfers. Uh, as I mentioned, John Rahm is number one. He breaks all ties with Justin Thomas, number two, Scotty Scheffler, three, Patrick Cantlay, four. Then we round this whole thing out with Victor, Xander, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, and Terrell Hatton. Of these 10, the top 10, who are you most excited about this evening? I'm personally most excited about Victor, and that's just for one reason. I just feel like the public sentiment is a little bit lower on Victor than I am, so I'm hoping I can get him for a good price. We know from being in this thing, and if it's one of your first markets, uh, don't pay too much attention to this pricing right now. This is going to change, um, and it changes a lot in the last five minutes, so you have to be ready. I would advise maybe putting in one share like Victor Hovland right now, just so you can help to monitor his price. Make sure to use that promo code as well so that 
They know that people are coming over to them from eyeballs on this show. That helps us out greatly. But I've got my eyes on Vic. I'm higher on him than I think most. I think last year he started this tournament off, Rick, with one in the woods and a triple bogey. He doesn't triple bogey the first hole. He finishes in the top 10. Played well, was low am here. High, long. He's hitting his irons great. We know the weakness is there with the short game, but I'm willing to hope that um, his strengths can overcome that. Okay, now looking at uh, these top 10 golfers, those same list of golfers, and I can refresh this big board here in just a second. Which one are you least likely to have shares of tonight? So that could be because you think they're going to be too expensive or you just aren't interested in getting shares of them. Yeah, this is the one that's going to get clipped, right? <laughs> Firing up the timestamps right now, yeah. For me, it's Colin. Um, never get him right, so I'm not going to have shares of him. It's worrisome to me that his greatest attribute in his iron play has not been as sharp as we've seen before. Um, doesn't have a ton of course history to go on here as well that has been positive. And I don't think he's a great putter or a great field putter, which worries me a little bit on these greens. A lot of guys in this top 10 are longer than him as well. It's a lot of stuff working against him. I know his ability. I know the trajectory. I know that he's going to eventually be world number one for a ton of weeks throughout his career and win many more majors. Uh, just not this week for me. That's not this week for me. Uh, before I go through further these guys, I thought it was funny. J uh, TJ in the chat said, I will literally pay $9 for Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris is going to be quite popular, Joe. You know, the, yeah. the glimpse that we saw of his putter at, at, at the match play, I think has got everybody all hot and bothered. Yeah, uh, he switched something up. I, I listened to him over there on the Be Right podcast. He's got a totally new putter. He went with a little bit more centered of a face, changed up the weight, changed up the angle. It worked for him. We know his ball striking ability. Uh, we know that the form is there. We know that Will Zalatoris thrives on a difficult golf course, right? He's done it all throughout his career thus far. Should have a little bit of comfort coming back here where he was second, and it's not like it was just a sneaky second. Rick, like he was in contention and he was right there and dealt with the pressure phenomenally for a long time on Saturday, on Sunday, on Friday, even. So he felt all the, the feels that happen when you're a rookie at Augusta. Um, and I think he's better set up to, to play well here again. Nine dollars is, is lofty there, Laker man. But uh, we'll see what he gets to. All right. We are about 14 minutes or so away from this IPO closing. I can already see the market getting more mature and we're seeing pricing come up. I'll share that in just one second. But remember, I'm giving away 300 more dollars tonight. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat. That's all you have to do. That's what qualifies you. And if you want to go deposit with the code power, I think you should probably very smart. Uh, looking at the big board here, Joe, uh, we're seeing some movement. And we've got Brooks Kepka still holding strong at the top $5.99 a share. Cam Smith has made a move at $5.69. John Rahm is up to $5.50. So here we go. Things are happening. JT at $5.03. Will Zalatoris at $5.01. And Dustin Johnson at $4. So we are getting into the heat of the battle here. Uh, we have not talked about Cam Smith. Last time we saw him, he went out and won the Players' Championship, returned you 263% ROI. That's the second time in his last four cash markets that he's returned you at least 240% thanks to a victory. Obviously, the great history around Augusta National. What's the sentiment, at least from you, on Camp Smith tonight? Um, if I had to pick a side, Rick, I'd be bearish on him just because, okay, here's the thing. 
you've got Cam Smith there with multiple recent victories this year in big time fields. You've also got Scotty Scheffler. The difference between the two of them and their victories to me is I think Scotty is a much more well-rounded player. I know he's a better driver of the golf ball. Cam Smith is a little bit wild off the tee. Scotty hits it far. Scotty hits it straight. He's got phenomenal short game. He's a good putter. He's hitting his irons great right now. He's won three of his. I feel like honestly, Rick, if he had won one of those three and finished second in the other two, we'd all be so excited to be all over Scotty right this week. We'd be like, oh, second. He lost to Kisner. He was second at the match play. He was second at the Arnold Palmer. Don't forget he won. You know, so it's interesting that his winning so much may be a little bit of a detriment in terms of his popularity. But I just feel like he's the more well-rounded of the two options. Now, Cam Smith has an asset that is is unstoppable when he gets going in that putter, when he makes everything from 15 feet. I think the more reliable guy is Scheffler if I'm between the two. Yeah, man. There's like a chance that Scheffler just wipes everybody again, yeah. right? Like that's not, uh, you're right. If he had finished second, third and third, we would be like, he's knocking at the door. Here it comes. He's, he'd be by far the most popular golfer, but like right. people are downgrading him for winning. It's so yeah. bizarre. Um, let's find some value on this board here. Uh, well, here comes Tiger, three dollars and nineteen cents. So we put a, a fair value today at three fifty-five on Tiger. He's going to beat that, no problem. Um, mm-hmm. I've already bet Gary Woodland uh, yeah. this week, three dollars and thirty-three cents currently per share for Gary. You know, I've been slow to come around on him. You know, I've yeah. been late on this. Uh, but listen, I think he's back. He's hitting it far. He looks like the good version of Gary again. I, I guess I'm a little bit worried he doesn't have great history around Augusta National, but I, I think I'm in. He is hitting it far like he always does. He can move the ball however he wants it. And that's a real, like, if you've never seen Gary Woodland play golf, he is one of the more fun players to follow for a couple holes because he hits all type of different trajectories and shots um, that are pretty unbelievable. What's happened to Gary, and I know because I've been betting him, I have had shares of him, is he's had late Sunday just disasters particularly in the bunker last week. He was on that par five. He had like 180 yards in dumped it in the greenside bunker. Couldn't get out of it. Ended up making bogey. The same thing happened at the Arnold Palmer. He finally took the lead in the event, got in a greenside bunker, couldn't get out of it, made double there out of the tournament. So he's close. He's knocking on the door. And I think you're getting him in a spot where um, had he won one of those, you'd be paying a much higher premium price tonight. We are like eight minutes away from this thing really, really oh, spicing yeah. up and, and potentially closing here. Let's continue down the board. I just want to open this up to you, Joe, because I don't want to pigeonhole you into any one question, but there's a ton of guys sub $3. One of them is Xander Shoffley still currently. I can give this a refresh. He's going to finish higher than that, but there is going to be some value down here. I still see Mark Leishman and Joaquin Neiman and uh, Cameron Davis and and I don't know who else. Like, who else could we go to that you think as of right now is still underpriced? Yeah, there's a lot of guys underpriced right now. I like Adam Scott this week. I think that his form's been pretty good. I love his history uh, in and around Augusta National. I think that he's he's sort of ready to peak. Um, this is a good spot. He could do it in terms of guys that I think will end up really cheap in like maybe the low threes or high twos. Um, a couple of names I like there are Hudson Swafford who hits it far striking his irons pretty good. And Danny Willett. We know the course history here. I watched him at the Honda. It was a couple bad swings in the water, but other than that, I thought that he looked really solid. He struggled with the putter, um, but he's gained a little bit of distance off the tee, which should help him if the conditions are super 
dicey and windy in 30 mile an hour gusts. I give him another additional bump in my mind because those are the conditions that we saw him win the Masters in. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a couple of cheapy, maybe penny stocks tonight I'm looking forward to. Yeah, here's here's Willett's profile. Obviously, not a lot of events because he also does split time on the DP World Tour, but averaging you an 18% ROI in his jock market career has certainly uh, been plenty valuable. But look at this. Look at this big board and look at this market shaping up here, Joe, because it's 8.50 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. 8.51 just changed. Uh, John Rahm. Back on top, $8.01 a share. Uh, Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson right behind with Victor Hovland uh, and Brooks Kepka along with Cam Smith, the only golfers over $6. So here we go. This is shaping up to be a big one. Make sure you've got your players favorited, but uh, it, it's heating up now, bud. I want to ask you about a player. Yeah. Okay. Um, tons of concerns. I think the risk reward is there with this guy just as much as anybody this week. I think he goes very cheap, but there's reason to be concerned. Defending champion Hideki Matsuyama right now at like 250. I know that he's going to be cheaper than he should be. What's a price that you think makes sense where it's worth taking that risk on Hideki for the upside that when we have seen him this year, he's got a couple of wins. He won the Zozo. Um, he's been playing really well. He won the tournament um, down there at Sony as well. W where's a good price point for Hideki? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm okay investing in Hideki in this in this format here because um, you know we haven't heard of any setbacks, and I think he yeah. was really protective leading into this event, like sitting out the players, and obviously kind of reaggravates it last week. But like instead of trying to play through it. Uh, he's trying to get himself healthy. And honestly, Joe, I think this week he might try to play through it, right? Like if, if it's just like a pain thing and, and it's not really impacting his game and it's just like, ah, man, this might not be good for uh, May, June, and July, but like I'll put it all on the line. Kind of like Tiger, right? Like Tiger yeah. doesn't give a crap about his schedule How he in feels in two, two weeks, months yeah. or anything like that. He cares about this week. And I think Hideki does too. So I'm a little bit more bullish on him as we, I mean, we're getting into the into the mix of it now. We're we're at eight fifty two. Like we're not that far off. So if you got to make a decision on Hideki, you got to make one like now. Now, you're right. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away a little bit more money, and then we're going to sprint to the finish line here. So the Let's next one hundred dollars, my God, is going to Joey Willis. Congratulations, Joey. You're on the board. A hundred dollars is coming your way. I still have two hundred more that I will give away tonight. Uh, we'll give away one when this IPO closes and we'll give away another at the end of the show before we sign off. But Joe, it's eight 53, which means we got to get you up and running. We got to get your bids in. Cause we're like four minutes away, five minutes away from this IPO closing. So, uh, good luck, man. The, the, guy, the boys are coming for you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We got that 90 second window right between 857 and 859. The market can close at any time in there. If this is your first time, uh, now's the time to get your bids in boys. Yeah, so there you go. We've got um, a, a couple of minutes until we enter that random window. That window will give you uh, 90 seconds that it'll close at any time. That protects everybody from if, – if the market closed at the same time every single week, people would write scripts and bots and all that stuff. So very smart for Jock Market to randomize it. As of right now, 
John Rahm is the most expensive golfer, $8.16. Now, to put this into perspective, he has not been less than $9 in any market since the Memorial. Yeah, that event that he had to withdraw after three rounds, he has not been under $9. Uh, that was months ago, almost a year ago. So I imagine John Rahm still headed up. Justin Thomas, $8.05. JT has been piling up top tens all over the place. Currently $8.05, the second most expensive golfer on the slate. Scotty Scheffler, there we go. That's the bump you should see on the number one player in the world. The guy who's won three times in the last five starts, and two of them have been in the jock market. The match play was not. Cam Smith, Roy McIlroy, and Patrick Cantlay joined Dustin Johnson as the only other golfers over $7. I like this on Cantlay. The fourth pre-ranked golfer. We were, were three events removed from saying how good Patrick Cantlay is. I yeah. think it's a pretty good buy uh, spot for Cantlay. Flipping this around and looking at the top 10 golfers. The cheapest top 10 golfer that you can get right now, Terrell Hatton, $5.16 a share, actually probably playing better than what his uh, PGA Tour, what his jock market stats indicate, because he had a couple of good finishes on the European Tour as well. Besides Terrell Hatton, you can still get Xander Shoffley shares at $6.60. Let me refresh that because I want to make sure that I'm actually quoting the correct numbers here. 8.55 p.m. Eastern Time. By my clock. We'll flip that back and see the top 10 golfers on this slate. Yeah, here we go. Okay. So here are the updated numbers. Xander Shoffley now 672, meaning that outside of Terrell Hatton, the cheapest top 10 golfer you can get. Oh no, Victor Hovland, $6.66. DJ's over seven. Rory's making a late charge here. He was very slow to start. We were uh, 10 minutes ago, Rory McIlroy was like two bucks a share. He is really on the come up here. The guy who is uh, lagging behind in the top 15 is Billy Horschel. He's done everything but play well at Augusta National. So if you care about recent form more than you care about course history, Billy Ho might be your guy. He ran into the buzzsaw that was Scotty Scheffler at the match. Match play can't blame him for that. Currently, the most expensive golfer in the market is nine dollars and five cents. That is John Rahm, and again, he's crested through that nine dollar mark, so he's not going anywhere again this week. Brooks Kepka, who jumped out early as our most expensive golfer, he's six dollars and seventy five cents a share. I've got eight fifty six by my clock, so we are very very close to this IPO going to that. Okay, I think we might be in it right now or close to in it because I've got eight fifty seven. So we're probably in that 90-second window where this IPO can close at any moment. So make sure you get your bids in. I'm seeing a ton of traffic here in the market. Uh, Brooks Kepka trying to come back up to the top now, 750. That was a big jump since my last refresh. Roy McElroy right behind. Victor Hovland still the cheapest top 10 golfer, $6.75. Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth, 625 at Augusta national not sure that sounds right Corey connor's five dollars and 34 cents he's someone that we talked about in our bullish or bearish segment he's now 30 cents away from the fair value that we had on him where's the big cat there he is four dollars and 15 cents he's eclipsed what we thought his fair value was going to be tonight we knew that we had him at 355 he's now 415 and rising harold varner the third right behind at 414 and gary woodland sitting there at 419 it's 858 let me try to steal a refresh here. Let me see if I can get some updated digits for us in the market. 
This thing could close uh, literally at any moment. Okay, look at this. We've got two golfers now up over $9 a share. Joining John Rahm, Justin Thomas. That's right, JT, 905. Cam Smith has now passed Brooks Kepke. He's 770. Victor, still the cheapest top 10 golfer. Xander, 701. Those are the two cheapest top 10 golfers. Where else could I go here? A little bit of movement on Spieth. Spieth extending himself from Will Zalatoris. Daniel Berger made a big move in the last little bit, and a couple of Aussies made a move at 506 and 499. Adam Scott and Mark Leishman. Bryson DeChambeau. A lot of questions around Bryson. $5.10 is cheaper than Tony Finau, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman, cheaper than all of them. Our defending champion, Hideki Matsuyama, four. 55. This is going to be the cheapest number ever on Hideki, I imagine, unless he can get over 460. This will be the cheapest on Hideki Matsuyama we've ever, ever seen as we're in the final moments of this IPO. It's 8.59 p.m. Eastern time. 8.59. Let's see what we got. We still good, Joe? We're still good, man. I'm losing guys left and right. I'm furiously trying to get them back. All right, John Rahm is very close to getting through the $10 mark. He's now 988. Justin Thomas there with him. They are separating from the rest of the pack. Scotty Scheffler in a tier of his own at 855. And then a bunch, a bunch of golfers in the $7 range. That's Cam Smith, Roy McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Gantley, Colin Morgan, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley. All of closed. Shut it down. Shut it down, folks. This Masters IPO has closed. Shut it down. So here's how it's going to work. Uh, we're going to let the dust settle. We're going to make sure that my big board and everything is all refreshed. We're going to find out what shares Joe got. I'll give away a little bit of money here in just a second. A hundred bucks to the jock market. So make sure your username is in the chat. And then before we sign off, I'll give away another hundred dollars. We want to know who you got. So yes. let us know the shares of golfers that you got, what your portfolio looks like. But Joe, how was it, my friend? Oh my gosh, Rick, I'm in a full sweat. That was insane, as crazy as I've ever seen it. Um, I lost, a, I think, a lot of guys right there at the very end. Let me see who my holdings. Okay, I'm over. Man, I lost out on Victor yeah. at the end. Before you give me that, let me give away yeah. some cash. Uh, the next $100 is going to... Quinny, Quinny, congratulations. You're on the board. I still have a hundred more dollars to give away. We've given away $400 tonight. There's another three grand in incentives and raffles and live trading bonuses for this week. Unbelievable stuff. Another hundred still coming before we sign off, but now it is time for Joe to divulge his portfolio for the 2022 masters. Brooks Kepka. Uh, we knew I was going to be there. Of the century with Brooks Kepka. Talk of the century. Um, you knew I was going to be there right at 750. Um, missed out on Victor. That was the one like I'm still stewing about because I, let me know if it was you who got the shares of Vic at the end, but um, I got taken at the very last second. Moving down. Uh, Fitzy, Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, I am a buyer this week. Not in my portfolio. We'll see if he can make me a little bit of cash. Paul Casey. Um, 446, that was cheap. And then at 476, uh, Hideki, I went there. We talked about it. I think sub $5 defending champion Hideki. The upside is there. If I feel like things are shaky earlier, or I see any signs that this could be a bad week for him, you can always dump some of those shares in the live That's market. True. That's the beauty of it. Um, Adam Scott, 506. And then sort of 
I guess the penny range, surprisingly 333. I got a little bit of Jason Kokrak. Um, and then in the low twos, the two guys that I spoke about, the penny stocks down the stretch, I ended up with shares of both of them in Danny Willett and Hudson Swafford. Did I rattle those off too quick or did you get those, pal? Oh, come on, Joe. I got him. Brooks Kepka, <laughs> not Victor Hovland, Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam <laughs> Scott, Jason Kokrak, Danny Willett, Hudson Swafford. Okay, uh, I, I like the Hideki thing. You're you're right. You're not necessarily tied to him if mm-hmm. there's a buyer out there, right? And and right. you'd imagine uh, as long as you're, uh, man, I don't want to say early to sell, but like if you're truly s- out on him, I feel like if you do it early enough, you could you could find a buyer. Yeah, I'm looking through now at his IPO price, and I only see one other time that he was sub five dollars um, in the markets, at least on on the uh, the dashboard that we have here, which was the WGC where he finished fifteenth. Yeah. yeah, sub five dollar Hideki, defending champion at the Masters, always plays well here. The injury is just the biggest concern. So if you're willing to sort of get past that, I think there's a good bit of upside and a good buy low spot. Uh, what was his price tonight? It was four four seventy six. Okay, yeah. So that is the second lowest ever. WGC Workday. He was four sixty three. Those are the only two instances he's been under five dollars. So yes, yeah. this is quite close to an all time low on uh, Hideki Matsuyama. We're gonna get to the portfolios that I see in the comments, but let me just show you, Joe. John Rom was caught. Uh, he was not surpassed, but he was oh. caught. Both Justin Thomas and John Rahm finished at exactly $9.88 a share, a full $1.33 more than Scotty Scheffler. So the market said these two are in a tier of their own. Yeah, I think that's right. I think statistically JT sets up best, but I think... Um, I would give a little bit of the edge to Rom. I think he's got all the motivation in the world losing that world number one spot. I just have a feeling that we see a good performance out of him, uh, and maybe he gets the putter a little back under control. Scotty Scheffler in a tier of his own at eight fifty-five, so a dollar thirty from the big boys, but about seventy cents more expensive than everybody else. And the seven-dollar range is huge, Joe. I I think I've convinced myself. Uh, this is very well warranted on Scotty Scheffler. To your point, yeah. if those were three runner-up finishes, we'd be foaming at the mouth for him. Yes, 100%. But yeah, I think that's the right call. Him about uh, 75 cents over Cam Smith. I did like him a little bit better there. And then just like a dozen of the world's best. in the Yeah, the interesting game. names, right? Rory, DJ, yeah. Cantley. Like these are names that feel like they're all a little bit slept on this week. Um, and all set up beautifully for Augusta National. What do you think? I I guess I I can't really argue with any of them in in mm-hmm. in any in any order. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think I think Xander being seven hundred one, the cheapest of them. I think that's probably yeah a great deal. The sneaky one, yeah, I agree. Uh, Spieth, his range of outcomes feels incredibly large. Uh, yeah. and, and if he won another Masters, I'd be 0% surprised. So I think those kind of have my attention. But listen, I'm glad the market bought Patrick Cantlay. I think it's warranted, especially when he's your fourth pre-ranked golfer. And like I said, three starts ago, he was the best player in the world. I, I'm glad the market did not necessarily overreact on Cantlay. 
Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, interesting, I would say, as well. Um, it feels like the bargain there is a little bit of Xander Shoffley. Uh, moving down right there, a couple of like like Euro Euro guys, I would describe them as, all kind of lumped together. Lowry, Hatton, Fitz. I'll even throw in Louis Oosthuizen, and they all kind of feel like a little bit of a similar mold to me in some aspects. Um, who do you think is the value out of those four plays right there? Um, I think Hatton. You know, yeah. 588 uh, finally played well at Augusta National last year. He's been playing well now. I think he has a high upside skill set, kind of like approach and putting when those things get together. Hmm. And the 10th pre-rank is the best of these pre-ranks. So yep. I think, I I believe my answer to be Terrell Hatton. Yeah, I, I think he's a safe bet as well. I obviously liked Fitz a little bit better, but Louis an interesting one to me. Um, just always plays well at Augusta, was great at the majors last year. He's been making, so he's been making a lot of birdies, but he's also been making a lot of bogeys. Um, if he can kind of negate some of those misses and clean it up a little bit, um, I think the scoring part is there and the putting is typically there with Louie. Um, maybe a little bit slept on this week and overlooked. Tiger Woods, $4.25. Uh, Didn't get to five. I, I thought it was going to be fairly outrageous on Tiger. Not not so much. $4.25, it's, it's more than the fair value that we had on him, which was $3.50, but we knew right. that. Like We absolutely knew that. It's not outrageously more expensive. I I, I honestly don't hate that. It's 31st or better. It's not bad. Not bad. It's not bad because like if he finishes 36th, you're not going to lose that much. You're not going to get killed. I know. And if he finishes top 10, you have a ton yeah, of upside there. 17th. Or you know what's going to happen, dude. If he is two under on Thursday, you can sell these shares for 14 bucks. Yep. <laughs> like, you know it. You know that's going to happen. He's two under through three. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can sell him for $23. It's off be- nice and early too before a lot of these guys are in the afternoon as well. So it may be a little advantage to get off to a, to a hot start there. Yeah. Let's look at a couple of these portfolios. I saw a bunch of comments here in cool the chat. Let me just scroll back up. All right. Let's see. Um, Donnie joy got Cantley, Usti, Decky, Bubba risky, I believe, but high upside, right? Yeah. Risky with Bubba, risky with that. Yeah, a lot of risk. Yeah, he took on a lot of guys who maybe aren't uh, all have question marks around them, but probably got to get a nice little discount because of it. That's right. Willie Z, there you go. So so TJ was willing to pay $9 to share. Uh, apparently got a discount, 605 for Will Zalatoris. Joaquin Neiman, 554. Yeah, Bryson right. at 510. So there we go. We've got a, a Bryson investor. Robert McIntyre, 399. And he, and he says he missed out on uh, Thomas Peters and Justin Thomas. Yep, I got snaked on Peters as well, dude. Bryson, interesting one. 510. You like that? Uh, I want to. I, I don't want like to. That. So yeah. I um I actually still so I had him I set like my one I've one one and done that I set for the whole year and I had Bryson for this and I still played him instead of like chickening out and changing it because I don't know, man. The distance is a huge advantage this year, but if he sprays it like he did the last 2 weeks, he will play two days and he will go home. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's the more likely outcome. I'm so scared. Andrew says, uh, oh, wow, look at this. 
JT, DJ, Cam Smith. Wow. A couple of blue chippers there. Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka, Gary Woodland, little JJ spawn action, Bobby Mack buying in on a couple of bombers like Matt Wolf and Cam Champ. This is uh, a wide ranging portfolio. Yes. Um, I don't mind it. There, so we've seen debutants particularly who come in and just hit it really far, have some success here. Cause I think it's wider than they anticipate. We've seen cam champ do it. We saw Will Zalatoris who certainly hits it a long way. Do it. Um, I, I think there may be an avenue. Like if you get him cheap enough, Bobby Mack, Wolf, cam champ, they're all coming in terrible, but they're all bombers. Uh, TJ says, Joe's giving me shit for $5 and 10 cent price. And I'll see you <laughs> next week. We'll see you right back here, man. Wednesday, 15. Let me know how it went for you. Oh man, that'll be good. Uh, okay. Let me give away a little bit more money. Uh, we can do that. I'm just trying to pull up all my items here. And, uh, if you have not deposited the code you're looking for is on the screen right now, it's power $50 deposit bonus. And I've got a hundred more dollars to give away. And I'm going to do that right now. Once I find the comment, there's a lot of comments tonight. So another hundred. Can you believe it? B T F D. Congratulations. You're on the board. B T F D $100 is coming your way. And Joe, I need to remind the people, uh, we've only just begun, right? Like yes. now we're in live trading and we know that there are the bonuses that I'll lay out here again in just a second. But with so many eyeballs on the Masters and being able to see every shot, for the most part, from all of these guys in real time and all the holes, I would be quite active in the jock market this week. Yeah, especially with all the incentives. Um, if you have guys in your holdings right now, all you have to do is click that player, um, click sell, and you can pick your price, right? It's going to give you a suggested price, but you can pick whatever price that you're willing to sell it from. Uh, leave it up there as an open order. And if anyone wants to pay it, they'll come and scoop those shares. You can also add more. If you feel like you got value on a guy and you want to go back in and get some more shares, there's nothing wrong with that either. They are rewarding uh, playing it both ways in terms of how I'm reading this. So a ton of incentive to keep this thing going. When we kick off tomorrow, Thursday morning, we're finally here uh, with a beautiful starting group, a Jack Arnie, um, so we'll see them and then we'll get going all the way through Sunday afternoon. When someone's putting on a green jacket, you can continue to make moves within the jock market. Yeah. I mean, there, I just watched, uh, Sam Burns get traded like right now, like people are buying right now. I sung JM just got traded 14 seconds ago. So there yep. it, it's, it's moving. It's moving right now. So here you go. The, uh, best ROI on a live trade is going to get $250. The worst ROI on a live trade is going to get $250. And then uh, for every qualifying live trade, which is at least $25, you're going to get one raffle ticket, and then they're going to raffle off $2,500 more. So there is a lot to pay attention to, Joe. And we talked about the Tiger Woods narrative. If he goes out and gets hot early, the the you can sell him for whatever. Like every storyline is magnified at the Masters, right? So everyone is going to be overreacting in all types of ways. Yeah, 100%. Listen, if you want to go ahead and bid $25 on any one of my players right now, I'll happily sell that to you. You can root for them to miss the cut and you'll get the 250 bucks for worst ROI. Um, there you have it. 25 bucks on a share of any of my guys. I'll be a seller. 
There you go. Uh, I okay. I did get four guys, Joe, but I had to put my bids in in proxy because right. I do the show live, right? Yep. So here's who Somebody's I got to host. Yeah, I got. So I probably bid on like twelve guys earlier. So I got uh, Xander at at seven oh one. I'm fine with that. I got Mark Leishman at four ninety nine. I got Robert McIntyre at three ninety nine, and Cam Davis at two eighty eight. So I bid on maybe twelve or fifteen, and that's what I ended up with. This is probably like a way and an avenue I think that may be the most sound to play it because you don't get wrapped up in the emotion of IPO and losing out on a guy. You just put your target prices. And if you end up with all 12, great. If you end up with none, great. But usually what happens is what happened to you today. You end up with four or five of those guys and you know, you got them for a price that you were willing to pay at the start of the day. Right. It's I, I can only be comfortable because I was comfortable when I put the bid in. So I'm like, okay, well that's the price that I paid and I got the guys. And if I didn't get them, I, yep. I should have I should have valued them more. All right. So we are now in the live trading mode. Uh, if you have not deposited, you're absolutely nuts. Use the code POWER. Uh, $50 deposit bonus. And Joe, uh, we don't stop here, friends. We are going to be back same time, same place next week for RBC Heritage, which is a fun little unique event. I I, I like that event. It's it's a great, great it's a great little one. I think there's an edge there. Great course, great tournament. Um, one of the more predictive ones, like you said, that I believe if you do a little bit of digging on what that type of course rewards, you will be able to find a certain player pool that I think can have some success there. I'm so excited for Masters Week, man. We've both done a ton of content this week. I love sort of being able to put a bow on the week uh, with the Jack Market Power Hour. So thanks again to anyone who stopped by tonight. Real quick, Justin Thomas just sold. Justin Thomas is trading at 1050 right now. So IPO closed at 988, 1050. Someone just made 70 cents a share on whatever they unloaded of Justin Thomas. So we are hot, baby. We are hot. Uh, yeah. Tour picks is where you can find Joe on Twitter. You can find me at Rick Run Good. Thank you all for watching. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon.